This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of Behind the Braves, presented by Jostens, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. Got to give our new title sponsor, Jostens, some love there. Uh, If you haven't checked out their fan collection of World Series merch, you need to do that right away. So I've had a lot of, uh, I've already had family and friends hitting me up saying, uh, can you get any of that for I'm like, no, you need to to go to Jostens.com slash Braves and you can get it there. But a lot of really, really cool merchandise based off our beautiful World Series. Series rings that we, of course, discussed at length last on last week's episode. There's been a lot of discussion about that. I mean, all yeah. of, every time the Braves come on, they start talking about that. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's set a new standard that ring yeah. from Jostens. It really has. Uh, I've I'm not going to lie to you. I in the evenings when I get home from work, I, I might just slip it on and just sit there while I'm watching TV. Send a little picture to the family of me. He's like, "Hey guys, just yeah. just watching TV on a Friday night, and the ring just happens to be in the picture." Trying uh, to f- impress the fiance. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> she got a replica ring, and she seems oh. more excited that she has a replica <laughs> ring than I've got my real one. So, there but the go. replica rings are pretty pretty legit too. All but right. yeah, our thanks to Justin's. We're we're very excited to have them as our title sponsor. Definitely go check out their merch. We're also very excited for our guest here. If you've been a long time behind the Braves listener, you've heard him on with us before. Gabe Burns from the AJC. So now he was for the last couple or few years, he was the Braves beat writer for the AJC, and he's now a features writer. So he still still comes out, uh, covers the Braves from time to time. I already saw him few times in the press box during the first home stand. So as you'll hear, he gets to cover some other things as well, but he's still very much uh, in tune uh, with what's happening with the Braves. And uh, we wanted to have him on uh, to talk with. It's always a good time catching up with young Gabe. Isn't oh, yeah. It? Yeah. He's he's great. And he's got obviously, even though, like he said, I'm I'm a Braves fan. I'll always be a Braves fan. And, and he stays in tune for the big stories. And he's been all over Freddie Freeman's story. And, and I'm sure as things happen throughout the season, we're going to be hearing more and more from him but yeah he does a great job and we appreciate him being a part of this absolutely well he he was kind enough to drive down to the ballpark today on the day when the braves aren't in town just Mm -hmm. to be on the show so we had a nice long discussion with him and let's get right into it here he is gabe burns He's agreed to come back, Greg. Uh, another one of our re- recurring guests has agreed to come back, although this time in a, we've moved up to the big boy conference room. I think with Gabe, if off the top of my head, we've recorded in our smaller conference room here in the offices at Truist Park. We recorded randomly in a suite somewhere one time with Gabe. Yeah, down the champion suite. That's right. That's right. And now we're in the 1995 conference room, which, by the way, there's all these pictures of the 95 team in mm-hmm. here, and I don't see your picture in here, Greg. We need to work well, on that. Well, that tells you kind of how they feel about me. <laughs> this is actually not a 95 picture because um, Pete Smith was not on the 95 team. Oh. So nobody knows that but me. Um, but, uh, you know, every time I see that, I know. And then, of course, you know, my son-in-law, Jonty's here with me today and he's asking 
asking me where I am on the pile. I said, well, you know, I got bad knees, right? I'm just outside the frame because I was the last one to the pile. Ah. So you can't see me. Pedro Bobon is right there at the end. And then I'm like three steps behind him. All right. Well, I'm going to print out a picture of you of your head <laughs> and put it on Pete Smith's face in this one picture. And so oh, there we go. Is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this is the kind of nonsense that Gabe Burns agreed to come all the way down here and listen to from us. No, we're, we're always happy to have you, Gabe. We love having you on here. So before we get, obviously, we're going to talk about the Braves. Before we get into that, uh, since you were last on with this last season, you've gotten a, a, a promotion at the AJC. Tell us about that. What, what are you doing now? Yeah, I'm doing everything now. Um, so, doing it all. Yeah, doing it all. I was, I mean, I was at Georgia's national championship. I mean, I just, uh, I just came back from Flowery Branch, first day of Falcons off-season program today. Oh, wow. So, uh, going to do some of the Hawks this weekend. We'll see if they can kind of turn this series around after a pretty rough start. And, uh, I was at Georgia spring game, so I'm all over the place, but still mm. a ton of Braves, obviously. Having been the beat writer and, you know, having grown up here and loving this organization, I mean, it's no secret this is always the one that's going to mean the most to me. So I'm, uh, I'm appreciative that I'm still welcome back on this prestigious show. <laughs> and yeah, uh, sure. And in a new, and in a, and yet another room. I mean, versatility yeah. is the name mm-hmm. of the game. So yeah, let me nice. let me guess. You're doing twice the work, but you're getting the same paycheck. I don't. Baseball beats a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I gotta, true. I gotta tell you, that's it's, true. it's a lot of work. That's a long season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now I'm looking. I'm like, wow, really? It's already like you know, ten games in or whatever. I'm like, huh? How about that? <laughs> Before it would be like, wow. <laughs> I know. A West Coast trip. I'm already worn out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. So you're kind of doing more like columns or feature stuff stories yeah, now, yeah, that, then, yeah, all the, which is for those who don't know the ins and outs of it, a beat guy and then being somebody who's kind of writing columns it's those are two separate yeah yeah uh, beasts yeah. for lack of a better word I'd yeah say. yeah you're really focused as the beat it's it's that one thing obviously you know it's the braves it's the falcons it's you know whoever whoever and now i'm kind of you know spreading my wings and i think that you know a little variety is good for everybody so i'm uh, i'm certainly enjoying sure. it so far and uh, and you know there's always you know, I went out, I like to say I went out on the Braves beat on top. You yeah. know, I couldn't couldn't really top that the rest of my time as Mm-mm. a beat writer, so I'm like, okay, well that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well for you gotta be one of the few people, literally one of the few people who can say they were at uh, the Braves World Series win, clinching win, and also Georgia's national championship that's game. True. That's uh I'd say that's a pretty elite club to be in. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was it was interesting. I had to go up to Indianapolis to see Georgia and Alabama play. I mean, <laughs> we should just. I was gonna, I was gonna say I'm like, why don't we just play it in Alabama again? But I know Georgia fans didn't want to hear that because mm-hmm. they got smoked every time they play them in Alabama. So, right. how, how does your process work? Do you have you come up with uh, several ideas for your next column? You go to your boss, say, hey, um, I'd like to either address this issue or talk about this issue or talk about that one, and then you kind of you guys talk about it and decide what's best or are you pretty much are you autonomous on what you get to set yeah i mean it's kind of a it's kind of a week by week thing now to be honest i'm still getting used to everything Mm -hmm. i'm still you know figuring everything out there's gaps that i'm filling in you know i'm helping out with the hawks you know uh, sarah spencer she does a great job for us with them you know she deserves some days off every now and then i'm still going to hop back onto the brave so i'm doing i'm doing stuff like that and it's just kind of depending on what's hot like next week is the nfl draft uh so obviously that's uh you know a big priority and you know Braves opening day was a, mm-hmm. a huge deal and I certainly wanted to be here for that and especially given the circumstances so it's just kind of depending you know sometimes are busier than others sometimes there might only be a few stories a week and then sometimes there'll be a ton of content so it just depends but it's it's pretty fun keeps you busy yeah I bet well and 
kind of that's a kind of a perfect segue into our first Braves topic I wanted to ask you about. As we're sitting here recording this today, this is uh, Tuesday the 19th. So last night was the first game of the Braves Dodgers series. First time facing Freddie as a as, as an opponent, and of course he hit a home run and all of that. Um, I I would say from my seat, it was uh, very nice to see everybody that's closely involved with the whole situation or that was closely involved with the situation. It seems like there's water under the bridge from all parties and there's good vibes, good feelings there. What I wanted to ask you about was I know you went out uh, while we were still in spring training, you went out to Arizona, I assume pretty much specifically to talk with Freddie and just what were your, what did you take away from that discussion? And from, from then all the, like this whole ordeal, your discussion with him all the way up through last night? I would say when I saw him in Arizona, I want to say it was about nine days after he signed, maybe. Hmm. Uh, so it was a little over a week, you know, give or take a few days. And um, he was someone who was still settling in to a new environment. That was obviously his first spring training in Arizona. Uh, he didn't know many people. Uh, he's getting to know an entire new, entirely new organization after obviously spending spending 15 years in this one. So I think that even he, it was kind of the new kid in school feeling for him, which, I mean, we've all felt that. We all know what that's like. And, you know, it's not something that you necessarily go through a lot when you're in your 30s, but it's what he was doing. And he was, uh, I, I think he... He was really, it was adjusting his attitude, getting used to everything. It did not, it's no secret, it did not play out the way he wanted it to play out. He wanted to be here. Anyone who suggests otherwise, it's wrong. He wanted Mm -hmm. to be here. And it was, I think the fallout of it was just really difficult for him. I think it's a reminder, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, regardless of your status or your money, we we all go through things in life. And he, he talked about how it, through it all, he grew closer with Chelsea and as a family and he was doing devotionals every morning and and just a lot of things just about his life that he's adjusted in his life and you know how he went through trials and and, you know again like I know a lot of people don't like hearing this kind of stuff well you know he's got 162 million dollars or something but we all have this it doesn't you know Mm -hmm. so it, it was a very relatable you know human feeling and I think everyone everyone listening to this certainly knows the type of human being he is. Uh, there's a reason that everyone praises him the way they do, from Snit on down to just any, any, anybody, and the way he represented this city and franchise. So to see, nothing surprised me that we saw on, was that Monday night? Monday night, uh, yeah. Nothing surprised me. Uh, I know some people are going to say it's over the top, but what he meant to so many people, I, I don't think it was. I, I think that... You know, just having having a night where he could do that, uh, where he could get his silver slugger with Snit and with Sights and and just be able to hug everybody. And, and, you know, again, it was I thought it was a special moment. I think it's a moment that all of us are going to remember. You know, I wrote a column saying that Freddie was forever a brave. Uh, You know, some people get upset about that. I understand where people are coming from. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people want to move on to Matt Olson, who I'm sure we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. None of this. None of this that we talk about with Freddie means any disrespect to him. He's been fantastic. Uh, by all accounts, he's a great guy. Like, none, this has to do with things that Freddie achieved before he got mm-hmm. here, right? So, uh, so bottom line, like, nothing surprised me. I thought it was a really special moment. Um, the Braves lost. I'm sure they would have much, much rather won the game and not let Freddie hit a home run in his first at bat. Uh, they're going to compete against each other for a handful of years now. And But especially now, it's a, it's a storyline. 
but I just hope that, and again, I understand why some people would be bitter or upset about it. I just hope that, you know, everyone can, can appreciate, you know, what he meant. Sure. And I have a little bit, I guess, my perspective as a player who's a free agent. You always have a choice, right? You, he could have taken the first deal, could have taken the last deal, every deal in between. I, I just, I never felt like that. Um, I knew how much, you know, Freddie's, he wore a lot of emotions on his sleeve, even though he didn't talk a lot, you know, about it. But you could just tell how he engaged with players so I can see I'm not I don't I don't think it's over the top for him I think that's just kind of the way he is you know he he operates as a player and he's really connected with guys and but you know, I think he'll look back at he he has a chance. He's got young kids. He's he's going to be at home, right? He's on the he's from the West Coast. There he lives, and and he's with his parents, and you know, with his dad and his his wife and kids, and so it'll probably be a good time. I just I like the response. I see that. I never really saw that as a player from other guys that I was around who who became free agents who, who uh, or for that fact, we're traded away, which is, you know, you really don't have a choice when you're traded. As a free agent, you have a choice, but I never really saw the um, this kind of thing play out to where somebody who really, really wanted to be somewhere, but yet it didn't work out because typically, you know, you can make those things work out. So I'm glad that the, the air is kind of clear and that everybody's, you know, like you said, there's there's uh, on all sides of it, everybody's feeling good about it and it's just kind of time to move on. And, and then you hope at some point we get to revisit that that and and um you know like you said freddie's one of those guys that will forever see as a brave the kind of contribution he made to this organization the things that he did to help us win this world series as a leader as a player he showed up he was a gold glover he's uh, just you know will be one of the top first basemen that ever you know played here with the braves and and um, i don't know how that's going to play out long term you know whether he's able to come back or whether he goes on and you know he continues to play at a high level for a long time that that will never diminish what he did for this organization and of course as the director of alumni relations you know i i i want that relationship to be healthy because he's going to be we're going to want him back to do things to reconnect with these fans and i agree with it It has nothing to do with matt olson it has everything to do with the braves and freddie freeman and then matt has a chapter that he'll write you know in his career and and um and that'll be exciting to see because he's a great ball player as well so uh, and i I don't want to, I think like a lot of people, like I think Freddie would say this and I think we can say this. Everybody's kind of like, okay, this Freddie thing has been going on for over, well over a year now. And I felt like, especially today, waking up today and after having last night's game, all right, we finally, that, that finally mm-hmm. happened. Now, hopefully we can all move on and get back just to the baseball part of it. Cause I'll tell you last night when he hit that home run, obviously that's, that's the last thing I wanted to see, particularly as the social media manager for the Braves. I, I didn't want to see that, but I have to tell you, I literally started laughing out loud because <laughs> I said, you know, of course it just had that had, it had to be this sure. way because this is, this comes back to something you and I have talked about, Greg, this Braves Dodgers rivalry each year starting in 2018 has ramped up to another level and now it's on some other level that I don't even think before this whole th- deal with Freddie happened I couldn't have ever seen it rising to this level and that's a good thing it's fun to be a part of somebody was actually asking me this morning uh, I was on a call uh, earlier meeting with uh, somebody that we're, we're doing some business with and they said they were talking about they mentioned something about the Braves and Dodgers and, how, and they're not a fan of either team but they mentioned how they like their baseball 
fan. They like to tune in when the Braves and Dodgers play. I said, you know, that's not something that's not lost on me is that even last night we were losing, uh, lost the game. I didn't like that, but I said it's still, it's not, I don't take for granted that it's really fun to be a part of something mm-hmm. like that or just a small part of it like here in the office. And so with that being said, Matt Olson is where we want to go next because if if anybody like if 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 he's supposed to be nervous and mm. scared of filling Freddie Freeman's shoes, nobody's told him yet. From what I've seen, <laughs> that's right. I mean, what what do you think about Gabe? What do you think about Matt Olson thus far? I I didn't expect this. Uh, you know, it would have been easy if he had struggled early to just say, "Well, look at the circumstances. He's he's changing teams for the first time, right? He's got a new eight year contract to live up to. He's playing at home." He's replacing a franchise legend. Like, there's so many kind of built-in excuses for Mm -hmm. him to start slow. And it's been the opposite. Now it's like, well, eventually he's going to tail off. He's not going to hit 500 all year. Right. (laughs) Um, I mean, all the credit in the world to him. I mean, I think it says a lot about him. I think it says a lot about him mentally, um, the way he's been able to just hit the ground running. And none of this has phased him. I mean, you couldn't help but when you see all the Freddie fanfare last night, you couldn't help but think about him. Like, there's no way as a human being, it's like that has to feel a little strange. I'm not saying bad bad but just weird or awkward mm-hmm. whatever word you want to use obviously freddie went up and and you know greeted him and everything so just you can't really say enough about the way he's handled everything i obviously i haven't gotten to know him uh that well yet i only talked to him when i was down at spring training to meet him but by all accounts uh seems like a great guy a mm-hmm. uh, pretty quiet guy mm-hmm. um just the way he it's, it's been very impressive to see the way that he's gone about this and the way that he has fit in and handled it i, I really don't think you can say enough about it well let me say on this podcast i said he might hit 450 all right, and here's the reason why. It's because okay. I said, I played in Oakland. I know how bad oh, it is. Oh, this, okay. This, okay. Yeah. I know that coming from, he got a get-out-of-not-jail-but-hell card, you know, yeah. to, come, to come to Atlanta, back home where he grew up with his family and with foul territory. So, and, and not, you know, in, in 90 degrees, because let me tell you what, if that guy can hit 300, 280, 300 in Oakland with that many home runs, he might hit 450 here. And right now he's not far off. I can verify that on a recent episode of Behind the Braves, Greg McMichael did indeed say leaving Oakland to come to Atlanta is like leaving hell to go to heaven. <laughs> so, well, Olsen's, so there's that. Olsen's probably already played in front of more sold out crowds than he did in his entire yeah, yeah, Oakland. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. In they, the first week yeah they, they had a couple of uh playoff games where that place yeah. was packed so i don't want to just sit here and just trash them no. but, i mean we right. all they were know great the in the 70s yeah yeah we yeah. all we all know the attendance issues and that's another thing too is like he's again that's part of the pressure of being at home and playing in front of uh truest park has obviously been packed mm-hmm. now I, again like i mean there's a there's a real human element to this and the way that he has handled everything from freddie to expectations to being i mean just the whole thing is um you know i, I really commend him for it i, I think it's ironic that uh, his first home run in Truist Park wasn't in the Chop House because I feel like that's where he's gonna. I, I feel like they're gonna. They might have to rename that the Olsen House when it's all said and done because I think he's gonna put a lot of souvenirs over there in the next uh, next eight years. Yeah. He he looks good. Um, and it's not like I was expecting that there might be a lot of pressure, you know, just the ticket pressure alone. Yeah. <laughs> People call, hey, guess what? I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. Hey, you remember me from Parkview? Right. right. <laughs> hey, we had, we had biology together in sophomore year. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are, oh, I, well, we're talking about new faces. Were you as shocked by Kenley Jansen being signed to the Braves <laughs> as a lot of people were? I, I was extremely excited, but also when I, I got that text, I went, 
whoa, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. You know, you sent that uh, you sent that tweet. Do you remember? Hap- do you happen to remember what time it was on Friday night? Uh, I know that I I was sitting at some seafood place at the bar eating dinner by myself, <laughs> just enjoying watching. I believe a little bit of the NCAA tournament, and I got a text, and I looked down and went, "Oh God, I'm not near my laptop," and literally took out my credit card and <laughs> I hope I wasn't too much. It wasn't too rude, but started waving it at like the bartender, like I gotta go, I gotta go, gotta run. Yeah, I don't. I think it was after nine sometime. Ran back to the hotel and then sometime after nine o'clock on a Friday, yeah. if I remember correctly. Uh, I saw it and it was one of those moments where uh, I appreciate the new gig. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, there would have been there would have been a mad scramble and then there was mm-hmm. a Zoom call uh, not too long after that. So in my old gig, that would have been a it would have been a heck of a night. Uh, mm-hmm. This one, I was like, wow, I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I did. I uh, I thought they were largely done with the bullpen. Um, you know, you expect another guy here or there to get added as you're, you know, trying to fill out the roster or whatever, looking at different guys. But uh, to commit, you know, $16 million and bring in him uh, not long after, you know, all the Freddie stuff unfolds. And I, it, was, uh, it was kind of an eye-popping move. And I, when I asked Matt Olson about it, uh, he said that really it just shows the organization's commitment to winning is how he put it. And I thought that was just a very succinct easy Mm -hmm. just easy way like again they didn't have to sign Jansen I think part of it is you know I think they would like to add to the rotation but given kind of what was out there you know maybe it just becomes okay well let's just add another you know excellent bullpen arm here and just bolster that group so uh, Alex was obviously familiar with Jansen from his days with the Dodgers there's not the only guy with maybe a better resume than Jansen in the majors as a closer is Kimbrell Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, so you can't get a better resume. It it was surprising, didn't see it coming, but um, now that now that he's here, I mean, it it makes sense for a team that's all in on winning now. Mm-hmm. So. And it looks good after Luke gets hurt. Yeah, that, and that was a big blow. I mean, Luke had such a he was a key part last year, even though he really didn't close. But it just you know it, it stacked that the the depth of the bullpen, and so with Kenley, you got multiple options, and and then it obviously O'Day was able to to come in and be a part of it too mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i the bullpen i don't expect that th- expect that to still be a strength for us you know barring injury i mean you just never know it's not like everybody had career years yes you know last year in the bullpen but um i mean they're just a solid group and looks like Matzik Matzik is not not a flash in a pan he's here to stay and and then Kenley just, you know, you, when you have a solid guy like that who's a veteran, you really, you know, you just feel good. I mean, you just know that everybody's got that part to play. Yes, he's a little older, but still the, the kind of stuff he has, it, it plays for a while, even if he does drop a little bit in velocity. It's just he's got a different type of movement. It's like Mariano, just did, the ball moves a little bit differently, and you're not used to seeing that a whole lot. So my my ultimate matchup, and we talked about that, is just to have, you know, he and Freddie battling out at the bottom of the ninth. Some it's going to happen. Dodger games. It's got to. Whether it's whether it's this week or it's in June or October, uh, it's going to happen. That's when it's going to happen. It's going to yeah, happen. In you're October. probably right. I would. I would. If I was a betting man, I would put a lot of money on a Braves Dodger series because, mm-hmm. again, we just what we've seen so far. How, how could it not happen? It just feels yeah. like we're. It's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, the Braves, as we're sitting here, we're taping this today, are 5-7 and seven to start the year. So not the greatest of starts, but we all know it's a long season. So, But I love Snit's comment, right? So they're at the, we were on the ESPN game, and I can't remember the Yahoo that was talking to him. <laughs> but he's like, uh, you know, those guys, he's like, he's like, well, do you think we got some uh, world, a World Series hangover? They keep saying World Series hangover. Snit goes, he goes, this is the best start we've had in four years. <laughs> yeah, he right, goes, right. we're doing great. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. Hey, if, they're, if they're above 500 at the All-Star break, they're ahead of last year's pace. That's right. We were already, they were already over 500 once this yeah. year, right? Yeah. So, or we were at 500, one or the other, yeah. which is – so already – I know. Already ahead of a World Series championship pace from 2020. <laughs> so I, I lead in with that just to ask you, like, we're very early on in this. We're 12 games in as we're taping this. But what what are your first kind of thoughts and impressions of the team overall so far this year? Uh, I mean, I think they're loaded. It's not any different than it was in spring training. I mean, look, some guys are going to get going. I think a lot has already been made about Dansby and the strikeouts that have been piling up. And you can, you're going to, you know, we're going to talk about different guys. And, you know, Kyle Wright is having a mm. tremendous start. And you hope that that's one of the things that stays. Mm-hmm. Um, but golly, like, you know, I, I've, I've watched a lot of different teams. I have the luxury now of watching a lot more, just consuming a lot more baseball that's not just the Braves now um, in the new gig and just looking and there's I mean there's just not many teams that can match the amount of just blue chip talent and depth that this one has and no roster is perfect so, but this one is as close closer to perfect than the vast majority of them and I mean in the NL I think it's you know I'll buy the Mets when we see more of it uh, that's I mean that's just the bottom line with that uh, certainly there's an argument on paper for them but until we see it over an extended period of time I you mm-hmm. know in uh, San Francisco and you know uh, Ricky and I talked about this the other day we want to see more of what we saw last year before totally you know bob melvin with the padres there's obviously talent there and you know tatis is going to come back in like june or so probably but i think that the braves and the dodgers are just in their own category in the nl whereas you look at the al and you have just i mean you have four teams in the al east who could conceivably win the world series right right or you know have a have an argument to be there and in the nl i just think that we have two teams and it's the two teams we've been talking about this whole show that just stand out above the rest so when i look at the braves i don't see look we know alex is going to go people are going to get hurt something you know someone's performance is going to dip whatever alex has to do in july i think we know that he's going to do it i think he's proven that now at this point um but as far as this i think it's a roster with with few holes and injuries will impact that but right now i mean as far as the five and seven start I, i i have no concern about that whatsoever Right. Yeah, nobody's running running away with the division in the first two weeks. But yeah. I will say this. My my key is going to be when we get Soroka back in July that it will be like a trade at the deadline. And um, and if he he's going to be like he normally is with his stuff, he'll come back as a number one. And you talk about a boost to that pitching rotation that, you know, you don't know if and what Anoa was doing was kind of a, a special circumstances, whether he has the stuff long term to be a guy that that's going to be in the rotation. But let me tell you what, Soroka is the real deal. And if he comes back the way he can pitch, you're going to have three number ones. And that's 
what you got to have to compete against the Dodgers. And, and so I, with that and Acuna coming back, I, I match every, every bit of what we have against the Dodgers, if not a little bit better. Yeah, and I would say Max has not quite been the Max that we know he's. he's mm-hmm. But he, you know, we're not worried about him. Like he's going to be fine. Charlie Morton got roughed up a little bit his last start. You're not worried about him. You know he's going to be fine. I think Gabe's point of Kyle Wright is the biggest thing. You got to have one of those guys either. because come, we knew that was if there was one weak area coming out of spring training if you had to pick one you'd say the back end of the rotation you've got a lot of guys that are fighting for those spots or could jump up and grab one of those spots but we had to have somebody emerge Mm -hmm. and grab one and i think kyle has been uh, he's been fantastic i don't know greg maybe this is more of a question for you but when somebody comes out and performs like he did in the world series mentally can one one or two performances like that really kind of change things around for some for some people career-wise for a pitcher i mean is it confident? Yeah, talking yeah. about Kyle, can that, can that, I mean, I know the mechanics and everything else is what really matters mm-hmm. here, but mentally, is there something there that where you can have a, when you're on the brightest stage and you perform the way he did, can that really help you turn I a mean, corner? Not always, because I think back about the young guy we had that we traded to Pittsburgh uh, Bryce last year, Bryce, who did the mm-hmm. same thing in 2020 in the National League Championship. I thought, oh, Bryce is going to turn the corner. And then he went back right back to the same stuff. I think the hard part of what's difficult, I think, yes, historically, yes. But the hard part about today's game is that it's the fast food mentality. You get one drive through the, you know, through the pickup window, and if you don't get the right thing, then they're shipping you back down to, to especially the young guys. It wasn't like back 30 years ago where, okay, we're going to put this guy in the rotation and let him, even if he goes 0-20, we're going to let him pitch because this guy we know is going to, they don't have that same type of trust. It's like a, it's like a dang, you know, conveyor belt back and forth to Gwinnett. And I don't know when that started, why that started. It's certainly not the best thing for the game. But when you are a franchise that just won the World Series or getting ready to win the World Series and you feel like you've got a few guys set, then it's harder for those young guys to really crack it because man, they got to feel, and they feel the pressure. So Kyle being a number one, you know, I think he was a number one pick, you know, is at Vanderbilt. He probably already had high expectations for himself and you clearly saw the stuff, but then that mental jump between I belong here every week versus I'm going to be here every week. That, that gap is, is difficult when you think that, okay, I got one chance to prove myself and then you don't throw no hitter. So you go back down. Some guys can handle it. I mean, Tukey's never been able to master it. I mean, he hasn't to this point. Um, Kyle, we've seen splashes, but we've been seen bigger and bigger splashes which has been great like i said with anoa we don't know i mean he he was the best pitcher clearly at the beginning of last year until he got hurt right whether that was a there's been a lot of guys have done it for a short period of time so we don't really know i hope so because i think everybody is saying that kyle was the right guy and now he's proving it you know i just think it's just harder when you don't get opportunity after opportunity to work through some of those bugs mentally it's just it's tough think about the the guy who comes off the bench and he's got one at bat per game to prove himself boy charlie um remember Charlie a few years ago that um, I keep not Charlie Culberson Charlie Culberson Culberson, who just had an unbelievable year and then the next year he couldn't find a hit you know and and it's just um, it's just tough and and relief pitchers are like that and these young pitchers who come up and get one start and they get sent back down I mean that's just a tough way to go so I think you got to cut your teeth in the minor leagues but they're not getting to do that you got to cut your teeth in winter ball but I haven't seen a whole lot of that so now it's just it takes longer because every year after year to 
try to find that spark. That's a long answer, but no. it is just more difficult for sure. these younger players, and I feel for them because they, there's a lot of pressure. Now, as a reliever, that's that was my life, right? That's just the way I did it. So it wasn't anything big, but I was only having to go one inning. So I just had to be good for one inning, and then I had to be good for another day for an inning, another day for an inning. Um, but you can still feel that pressure of coming up and say, well, my gosh, I've got to make this the best inning I've ever had in my life because I might get sent down tomorrow. That's just a lot of pressure to put to put on a young person. So I, I'm glad to see him doing well, and it's great that he started here. I think by starting here and making the team out of spring training, it's a little easier. Right. There's not as much pressure. But coming up in July when somebody gets hurt or coming up in August or June, it's a little bit more difficult. So I'm glad he made the team. And, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll you know, turn it around a little bit and find that spark that he had. But I, I just don't know if he yeah. will. Gabe, what, uh, what have you seen out of uh, Bryce Elder and Spencer Strider thus far? I mean, we've talking about young pitchers coming up and contributing very early on for both of them. Of course, we saw Strider at the very end of last year. I think both of them have been pretty impressive mm-hmm. thus far. Bryce, we're, as we're sitting here, he's only had, what, two starts. So, I mean, we're very, very early in on that. But uh, I feel like they've both been pretty impressive thus far. Yeah, in Bryce's case, kind of going back to what Greg was talking about with Kyle, I'm curious to see how long Bryce is up. You know, if this becomes a thing where they're giving him this run and if he shows or if he starts to struggle, you know, are they going to start bringing him up? And are they just going to send him to AAA and leave him there? Kind of like we saw that last year with Kyle Muller, right? He was up. They sent him down. They never brought him back, right? Uh, so I'm curious to see how that goes. I think there's been plenty of reason to be optimistic about Elder. Uh, Strider, I'm blown away. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you can say about it. That look, He looks like not just a – I mean, obviously he's a keeper, but he's a guy who's going to help you – I mean, he's a guy who can help you win a pennant now. I mean, how like hard is year. it to throw 103 miles an hour down the road? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and have that good of a stash. I mean, he, I don't know. Exactly. He's got everything you want. He's got the arm. He's got the stash. It's Spencer Strider. Good baseball yeah. name. Oh, have some great. alliteration yeah. in there. Sure. He's got the whole thing going for him. Uh, you know, the Clem- the Clemson effect. I know we have a lot of mm-hmm. Clemson Braves, you know, crossover too. I mean, he's got he's got the whole package. I mean, he's marketable. Um, he's a really exciting player. I wonder if he's going to get, uh, get all the credit he deserves just you know because not that many people i don't know how many people are going to see him nationally not in the bullpen yeah exactly so i mean i kind of hate that for him man uh it just we're talking about kyle wright who's a fifth overall pick who you don't really realize how little actual like experience he's had in the majors i mean that's kind of mm-hmm. something you think he's had a lot more than he's had we're talking about him we're talking about a guy like you know Kyle Muller's around this towering left-handers throwing hard. I mean, you've got Strider, uh, Bryce Elder, who's mm-hmm. uh, far better than what his draft status was. Tucker uh, Davidson. Tucker. Da- I mean, these are guys with pedigree. Um, there's a lot to like in each of these guys, and there's a lot of teams, even good teams, who are having to go buy pitching or you know. Uh, I mean, I mean, I know no offense to players like this, but you know, you're scooping up like the White Sox on Johnny Cueto. You know, mm-hmm. before, I mean, guys like that where you're just having to kind of patchwork something together and the Braves I mean the conversation we keep having is can you know which one of these young guys is going to hit who's going to make but the fact that this is a conversation look at you know how many teams would just love to have like the like so many options and not just options but uh really guys that if they can put it together will, will really blow you away and we've seen guys who have some like physical talent who theoretically you know we saw we saw Fulte as an all-star one year uh it didn't work out obviously after that uh 
Sean Newcomb, we saw him effective out of the bullpen a few years ago. I mean, we've seen guys who have this physical ability who it just, you know, it's not sustainable. It doesn't work out. But there's just so much here. And they're all, they're all, they all seem to be smart, you know, good guys putting in the work. And so I'm really curious uh, to see kind of who ends up just taking this spot. And I think it's really clear that Strider is one of the guys who's already done it. Yeah, he was came, he came up last year. I thought he's just, okay, so this is like a future closer here. And then the start out this season, I mean, he stretched out enough. He could he could start some games if we wanted, which I had to put to quote Gabe. Uh, I'm blown away by the guy. Like I was not expecting like he went out there and throws 70 pitches coming out of the gate. And I'm like, I thought he was just inning or two guy. And who knows? He could be in the rotation, which would be pretty amazing. So I, those two, I think, are early on 12 games in are very, very bright storylines that Braves, Braves fans should be extremely excited about. It's always great to see that good young pitching because it's, it's just a commodity that uh, not everybody has. Like you said, the White Sox having to go out and get Johnny Cueto. But when you what you'd love to see is not only having the and we've talked about Braves talent for years right but then there was a period of time where all that talent that came up wasn't doing anything right we talked about that and then all of a sudden if you see it and then they all start feeding off each other and they're really competing for jobs that's what you want to see because then you know you've got talent that you can use to get something if you want it that other people want you can have bunch of so-called draft picks but if nobody wants it it ain't going to help you but if you get some guys that that are all fighting for jobs then you can maybe not sign some guys and you got cheaper talent but then also if you really need somebody at the deadline that you got to go get because of an injury you've got something that people really want and I think that's what's exciting about it because you can you get to do all kinds of things with them so I, I look at that and I think I love having you know great bullpen but um, I'm real interesting to see and uh, you know how Mike comes back and how he pitches yep. I hope so because he's such a great young man mm-hmm. and I hate what happened to him but I just know what kind of I mean this guy's a Cy Young candidate all day long and if he gets back in July then man that 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 carries a lot of weight for us going into the future, but also into the playoffs. It sure does. Well, Gabe, we thank you, as always, for coming and joining us. What uh, have you, Are you working on any – doesn't even have to be Braves. So I'm just curious what well, you got, anything, any stories in the pipeline that the fans should be looking for in the AJC from you? Um, well, I, when the Braves come back home, I'm going to be doing something. You know, Solaire is coming to town, right. I believe, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be right. something that uh, – speaking, speaking of towering yeah. baseball players. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. A guy that is um, – Wonderful uh, present his – ring this weekend it's yeah. I, I believe because freddie wants it when they come back to yeah i think uh hopefully i'm not spoiling anything here but yeah i believe it'll be saturday uh, friday we're going to celebrate jackie robinson day back here okay. since we were on the road yeah um so and, saturday he'll so get, I, I believe i believe good. it'll be saturday and it and it should be because he'll get a standing o as he should because that is yeah. one of the it's one of the most his uh, home run one i of the watched most, it it's, I it's, watched it's, it, it should be landing out here in the battery anytime <laughs> Jeez. uh I mean, it's one of the most iconic moments in braves history mm-hmm. and it's and it's so wild to think that you know years from now well when we remember this you know, 20, 30 years from now, Solaris Homer, it'll be, that guy was a brave for, what, like three months? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, <laughs> and, and then he went to the Marlins, and mm-hmm. I'm going to guess he's not winning a ring with the Marlins. So, uh, I, I mean, <laughs> well, if you think about it, Sid Bream's kind of in that same category. Sid didn't, he was here my rookie year. He wasn't here all that long, if you think about Braves players, but one of the most iconic players that we have, too, as well. I was going to say Francisco that Cabrera. That's, that's what I was going to say off the same play was Francisco.
Francisco Cabrera. Like, we remember he got that hit where Sid slid, but Francisco was basically the third catcher Mm -hmm. on the roster. And you think about, especially recent years, Braves fans, like, the it's not uncommon for us to have us or other teams to have a third catcher on the postseason roster that was was barely there at all during the Mm -hmm. regular season. And then, so you think about who some of those guys were over the last few years. If that guy gets the hit that he's then remembered for three decades later, it is pretty wild how that all works out. 30-year anniversary, 92 team. He'll be back this this summer for alumni weekend all right that'll be fun to get him back frankie seco frankie seco awesome. <laughs> nice well gabe thank you so much man we always appreciate your time and for driving all the way down here i know you fought traffic to get uh, here so we very much appreciate uh, it i know it's all good <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks gabe thanks gabe another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Our thanks again to Gabe Burns from the AJC for joining us here on Behind the Braves, presented by Justin. So Braves are going to be back in town this coming weekend. Marlins, our first our first matchup with the Marlins this year. Uh, our old old pal Jorge Soler going to be here. That'll be fun. We're going to celebrate Jackie Robinson Day since we were on the on the road. Uh, that'll be this weekend, and then Sunday you've got some some pretty big name Braves alumni coming. Who we got this weekend? Yeah, we have Bob Horner. 1982 star third base will be here 40 years since that 1982 team that won the won their division that was uh it was a great team and so bob's going to be here hanging out with us uh, along with a teammate terry harper so terry lives here in town we get to see him a little bit more regularly but it'd be great bob's got great stories um just got inducted into the georgia uh, Hall of Fame. Oh, great! Yeah, state of Georgia. Was happy for him. I was I was able to be down there at the induction and got to got to visit with him and his family. And so, uh, yeah, Bob is uh, Bob's a character. So come on out, get a chance to meet him. I'll do a Q and A with him in the in the plaza, and then we'll get to he'll sign some autographs for the fans, and should be a good time. Awesome. Well, I love what you're doing this year with the alumni and celebrating both the '82 team uh, and the '92 team. We of course we always celebrate the World Series winning teams, but there are a lot of other special teams throughout sure. our history that, that deserve recognition and that it's the 40th anniversary of the 82 team and the 30th anniversary of the 92 team. That's going to be a, a fun thing that the Braves fans can get to celebrate with us this year, uh, celebrating those two teams in mm-hmm. particular. So yeah, awesome. Well, our thanks again to Gabe for joining us uh, and to all of you for listening. As always, rate, review, subscribe behind the Braves presented by Jostens, wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend, tell your family. If they haven't, if they're Braves fans and they haven't listened to us yet, go ahead and check us out. We've been at this for for almost four years now, 120 episodes, 120 plus episodes, a lot of great Braves uh, guests and conversations over the years. So if you're if you're a new listener, go back through our catalog. There's a lot of good stuff there for you. So for Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you next week on Behind the Braves.